Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Hi, and welcome back to the Women Warriors podcast. I'm Elizabeth Cush, your host and a licensed clinical professional counselor in Maryland, where I'm offering online therapy to residents of Maryland. Uh, my voice is a little scratchy today. Uh, it's just allergies, I think. But uh, yeah, not not feeling like I have my usual voice, my usual speaking voice. But hey, we will make it work. Thank you so much for, I've been recently getting some amazing reviews, which I am going to share in a couple of the podcast episodes, but also uh, I've had people reach out and uh, send me messages about the blog and um, podcast episodes that they've really enjoyed. So if you would like to offer feedback on the podcast or the blog, please reach out. You can go to my website, womanwarriors.com, click on the contact button and send me an email. I would love to hear from you. Love it. You can also get the podcast and my blog delivered directly to your inbox. If you go to progressioncounseling.com or womanwarriors.com, there is a link at the bottom of the page that says join the newsletter. There's also a link at the top of the page on Woman Warriors that says send the podcast to my inbox. Click on that, fill out the form, and it will be sent directly to you. Don't even have to search for it. Don't have to look for it. Don't have to go to Apple Podcasts. It can just come right to your door. Today, my guest is Mahesh Grossman. He is a certified clinical hypnotherapist and the author of the One Minute Anxiety Solution ebook, as well as the creator of the course, The One Month Soul Makeover. Using a variety of influences, that include body-oriented psychology, hypnosis, and shamanic practices, Grossman has created a system to release the leftover energy and after-effects from trauma so that it loses the emotional charge it has on people, stops affecting their life, and becomes something that happened to them. Mahesh and I are going to be talking about his work and his energy practices and his uh, journey to healing, but he's also going to share some uh, insights about his book, The One Minute Anxiety Solution ebook, and he's going to share with us some practices from that book. So I'm very excited about that. So stay tuned and let's talk to Mahesh. Hi, Mahesh, and welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I don't usually, I don't have a whole lot of men that come on the podcast, but I always <laughs> like to welcome anyone who is willing to talk about how to better manage our anxiety. So I really appreciate you taking the time, even though you're way out there on the West Coast and are up early in the morning. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what inspired you to do the work that you're doing. Well, um, in terms of anxiety, uh, I had my own anxiety. And I discovered that, I mean, I, I have trauma in my background that I went to specific therapists to. And when I talked to them about anxiety, they just didn't really have very much to offer. Hmm. Um, and I was having this huge problem where uh, I would be stalled in my, I was a ghostwriter at the time and, and I had a business, but I was also writing books for okay. people. And um I was not getting anything. I would be on a deadline and it would take me till six o'clock to even get started. Mm. And I'd write a page for half an hour. And then, um, then the anxiety would hit again. And I didn't even realize it was anxiety. It felt like procrastination at first. Yes. Which for so many people, I think that's so true. I, I and I had no clue. And I had, you know, I had this really strong background. I had, uh, done a lot of therapy, a lot of Hakomi-based psychodrama, which is a somatic-style work. And I was trying to use my somatic way of working, which was a very, it was like getting in touch with my body and letting things bubble off. And, um, but that would take me hours mm. and it still didn't work. And then then I, I took this course on anxiety. I'd become a hypnotherapist um, partially because I, I was really good at that uh, psychodrama and the Hakomi stuff. Uh, I, my therapist had offered a class for therapists and he allowed me to come. And of course, I had spent 300 hours with this guy over a period of 15 years. So basically, I already knew what I was doing from a certain standpoint. I just didn't know the techniques. Um, but I'd gotten good at that and I was about to bring that back into my life. Uh, I had done a little short five-week course with some people, bring, bringing people to take a class. Um, so well, I guess there's two parts to this. So, so one part is I took a course on anxiety that explained what anxiety is and how it works. And, and, and the basic rule of anxiety, uh, which I call the modern caveman rule, is keep going and don't let the anxiety stop you. Mm -hmm. because uh, otherwise the brain thinks it's winning and helping you right. to survive by giving you the anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, but I became a <laughs> hypnotherapist and, and I learned all these techniques to, to lower, you know, when you put somebody in a hypnotic trance before they start, <laughs> that lowers your anxiety. You're, you oh, go yeah. from, <clears throat> you go from the speed of, thought which is the same speed as anxiety to uh being in a your brain starts working at the same speed as it does for REM sleep and meditation mm. and so that helped me get through my anxiety and then I started working with clients and had some really profound experiences helping people go through their anxiety really fast mm. and um also get get through their trauma really fast as well yeah, yeah. And so your your 
personal journey of sort of learning how to manage your anxiety and sort of get through it has really helped you work with your clients too. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think the more work anybody does on themselves, the more effective they can be as a, as a therapist and clients pick up on you. Mm -hmm. There's this, this field that, that, that develops. And so I found, and I've been doing this stuff on myself for 30 plus years and I've gone to places most people never get to. Uh, And I found that people go deeper with me because they're picking up on me. Right. Um, Right. And, and so that, that really helps. I remember that, you know, I discovered I was molested right after I left this, this therapist Mm. um, that I'd been with for 15 years. So it was really clear that he was not the one I was supposed to work with that on because there were 15 years there. And I went wow. to a wow. b- bunch of different therapists. You know, I went to like five different therapists to find somebody. And it was um, it was really interesting to, to I, I went to one woman and, and, and I'd asked her, uh, you know, what work have you done on yourself? And she said, well, I do yoga and meditation. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it felt so, compl- when I tried her out anyway, it felt so completely unsafe oh. to work with her because energetically she just hadn't been to these places. Okay, yeah. So the, the more places we go to inside ourselves, the more we have to offer clients. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would agree with that, that, yeah, being able to, hold that space and understand, but also energetically be okay with where you are would make a big yeah, difference. Yeah. But and there's also this weird thing where they, they, they get, they go to places inside. The, it's like they pick up on our capacity. Mm. It's like, I mean, I'm an empath, so I feel what's going on in other people's bodies, but I, I've noticed that in our sessions, my, my clients go to places that, they it's like they may be able to lift 200 pounds once every three months, but -hmm. when they're working with me, they can lift 200 pounds. Hmm. And, and I think that's true of any therapist who's done, you know, a deep amount of work on themselves. Yeah. Well, I, I know um, you have uh, some understanding of internal family systems work, I think. I do. IFS. Yeah. Well, just their whole, um, sort of, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but that if you are in yourself, you know, in self energy, that others will also meet you there, which I think that's part of that process too. Yes, I agree. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you talk about somatic work, which I've talked a little bit about here on the podcast as well. So, I mean, somatic work is really tuning into your body and healing the body to heal the trauma, right? Yeah, I. It's it's weird. I don't think it's healing the body per se. It's healing the leftover energy that's stuck in the body. Right, right. But I mean, people do have chronic pain that goes away when they do that as well. So I yeah. guess it does heal the body as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So healing the energy that can create, yeah, chronic pain or, um, yeah, I think of like um, chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and so many of these body-based chronic illnesses that 
when we do tune into the body and start working with that that held energy, that things can really shift. Absolutely. IBS too. I mean. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, the work that you do to help shift that energy or just even explaining what you mean about this energy kind of, I know we had had a pre-conversation about this, but about how that energy kind of gets held that once we release it, it can create a lot of, we can let go of some of this stuff. Well, with the initial trauma, there's just, you know, especially with, well, with anything really, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's stuff that we didn't get to say, feelings that it wasn't safe to have, mm-hmm. um, feelings that were so powerful that they didn't have any place to go. We couldn't process them all at once. And and um, I guess they get stuck anywhere, but primarily uh, if you know the chakra system, which yep. you know, energy centers in the, primarily I, I, I see it most often kind of in the center of the chest with the heart in the center of the belly with the um well around the belly button yeah a few inches each direction and um also sometimes in the solar plexus which is the spot between the belly and the chest Mm -hmm. and also you know the base of the neck which is called the throat chakra Mm -hmm. um those are the four places in fact uh what I recommend to people as a practice uh, is to work with those areas using some of the techniques uh, I'll talk to you about uh, today, mm-hmm. um, kind of on a daily basis before you even get up out of bed, before you even open your eyes. Mm-hmm. You can just, if you have the skill to, you know, just scan your body and notice where you're holding tension, that's great. But if you don't, if you're not there yet, uh, you can just, you know, do the heart, the solar plexus, and the the belly, and and that will prime you to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So so so, you know, I have a bunch of techniques that I I use to to release this energy, uh, depending on where in the body it is and and what kind it is, and also just you know what works at that moment. <laughs> so right. in my book, right. in my book, the one minute anxiety solution, I have like. 35 visualizations plus another 20 other techniques mm-hmm. that cover a wide variety of things. But um, the one that I personally used the most for a, a number of years mm-hmm. uh, before I wrote the book uh, was something I call fire hose technique. And okay. um, if you want to try it, uh, take a second and uh, yeah, that would be no- great. Notice, notice where in your body you're holding tension. Mm-hmm. And then imagine a fire hydrant is there Mm. and see the colors of the fire hydrant. They're often not standard colors. (laughs) (laughs) I've had purple and silver was my favorite, the the purple fire hydrant with a silver nozzle, whatever. Uh And then um, picture, have have a guide be there to hold it for you. And this could be anyone from someone you know who's alive that you care about, someone who's passed on. People have had pets hold the fire hose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it could be fictional characters. Uh, I think my favorite was somebody had Tinkerbell. I couldn't figure out how, how <laughs> she got Tinkerbell to hold the fire hose. Uh, and somebody else, my favorite for logic was Paul Bunyan, I thought was the greatest. Oh my gosh. And, um, you know, so it could be anybody. It could be a spiritual figure. It could be 
someone you know, someone you, you know, imagine uh, that you imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, one person actually had a fireman hold the. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, so so now take the knot, the the thing that that's on the center of the fire hydrant, and open it up and attach the fire hose. Mm -hmm. And then give the fire hose to your person or animal or whatever. And then picture the Grand Canyon. Mm. And then let the fire hose just, just release the tension. And if you're listening at home or in your car, you can do that. You can even do this with your eyes open while you're driving, believe it or not. Just don't go too deep. Hmm. But just, uh, just, just let the, the hose release release yeah. whatever stuck. Huh, that's interesting. You can kind of just feel it flowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um what I tell people is there's two when they work with me directly is there two things that could happen. There's either and so they have to communicate. So mm. generally when people finish the the hose drips as if you know, as if you're turning off the shower and it's the last drips. Mhm. Mm Sometimes, though, you fill up the Grand Canyon, and then you just drain the Grand Canyon and you keep going. Hmm. And yeah. I had one client who had no experience with anything and, and only came to me for a couple of sessions. And th this lasted 15 minutes of just filling up the Grand Canyon and draining it. Wow. And that was all he needed. He did that two sessions, and, um, and he that, was done. Hmm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And so you can do this, you know, if, you, if you're aware of the tension in your body, you can do this that way. Mm -hmm. But as a first thing in the morning, kind of practice, if you don't get in touch with, if you can't kind of connect to your tension in your body, mm -hmm. you can just say, all right, well, there's probably, let's just do my heart and see how much water comes out of my heart. And let's do my solar plexus and see how much water comes out of my solar plexus. And let's do my belly. Yeah. And and um, for you, the clients that you see, like it sounds like the, these techniques have been really helpful for them to to release this energy that can create so much anxiety. Yes, yes. Well, well, first off, it works as an anxiety technique in and of itself, mm -hmm. because as soon as we go to to the imagination, the network brain networks that that cover imagination. Um, the, well, the amygdala, but I call it the cave brain. Right. Did you know amygdala just means almonds in Greek? <laughs> I did not know that. Yes. So the reason it's called the amygdala is it's shaped like two like almonds. A, right, right. And it's like, okay, here's this scientific name, but it's just almonds. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it easier to think about, actually. <laughs> Too yeah. You know, and I just call it the cave brain. Yeah, yeah. Because I it really was there to, to you know, the, the way anxiety works, which I'm sure you know, but I don't know if everybody in your audience knows, is that um, if you were attacked by a woolly mammoth, mm -hmm. by yellow grass as a cave person, um, the, the cave brain or the amygdala makes a sloppy pattern match. It, it's like antivirus software that it keeps open. Mm -hmm. And it looks for anything that resembles anything that happened at that time to protect you. Yeah, constantly it, scanning the environment. Yeah. Yeah. So if it picks up on yellow grass and then it picks up on the color yellow, then um, 
if you go back to the cave and grandma's cave painting has some yellow in it, Mm. then you're going to have, you're going to move into fight, flight, or freeze, which is what anxiety symptoms are, which I'm sure anyone who's listened to you for, for a yeah. long time is, knows that. Yeah. But, but the thing is, there's a switch in the brain, basically. There's a messaging sessions system mm-hmm. that if you switch to the higher level, you know, the, ne- the neocortex is the, or the modern brain, mm-hmm. but also the, the other parts of the brain, the, the imaginary there's a network that sets up imagination as soon as you switch to that it begins to lower your anxiety and starts to tell your your brain hey you're okay right and um and the brain shuts off the anxiety if you do this enough times all you have to do is keep going Mm -hmm. you don't have to get rid of all the anxiety you have to get rid of enough anxiety that you can keep going yeah, that is so true. I mean, that is something that I tell clients that, yeah, you're not going to, anxiety is normal. I mean, like we need it to survive, but if you if you can get it so, yeah, you can keep going and recognize it and, you know, manage it as it's happening, it's so much easier to live versus exactly. getting stuck in that place like you talked about where the you thought it was procrastination and yet it was this just heightened state of, freeze, right? Like I can't do anything. Right, right. And, and I, was, I was reinforcing the freeze, mm-hmm. the technique I was using to, which is the way you release emotions, yeah. was reinforcing the, the idea that, I, you know, I froze. I, it just mm. was, I was doing this kind of what I thought worked, but it didn't work. And right. I froze and I didn't know that I was, that, that was telling the, my cave brain, hey, I'm doing a great job. You're safe. You avoided... Right whatever terrible thing that it thought was going to happen. Mm. And, and so that was, so anytime we, we flee from doing what we, what we want to do, that that's a victory sign to the, to the cave brain. So we, right, we really right. do have to move forward. Yeah. And, and what I found with, with, you know, I've been to a lot of therapists and, and most people don't have very many techniques no. And techniques and techniques wear off really, you know, sometimes, you know, I had, I had the yeah. day that I started fighting this, this feeling that was showing up, you know, I was, it, ha- it kept coming back like three or four times. I was using three techniques at a time mm-hmm. to, to overcome it. Um, and it worked, mm-hmm. but I needed a bunch of techniques and, and, and because of the hypnosis background that I had at that point, um, they, it, it worked better. Yeah. Uh, and, and so in the book, there's 57 different ways to do this work. Well, and I think it's interesting, you know, you saying that, you know, sometimes, yeah, you need more than one, but two, I think it's so hard in the moment if you're in either the freeze or the heightened anxiety to even remember that you have the techniques. So that's great that you have them in a book that people can refer to. Yes, yes. And then there's, there's another practice that I encourage people to use, which is to practice ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, exactly. So, so you can think about, I mean, uh, you can think about something that makes you anxious. You can, first you pick, you go through the techniques and you find something that you like. Mm-hmm. And then to make sure it really works, you think about something, you imagine a situation that makes you anxious. Yeah. And then you practice the technique. And it works. Uh, And so that you've rehearsed it at that point. Mm. 
But also if you make some of these things a daily practice, because almost everything, so much of the book is, is also the same thing I use for trauma. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, um, just with a different way of approaching it. So uh, I have one that helps people sleep or get out of worry. Oh, nice. So uh, maybe I have a few actually, but, but one I was thinking of for today. Mm-hmm. So are you open to trying that? Sure. And then uh, I'm going to add the part that I do for trauma. Okay. And, and you'll see how that works. So, okay. so take a moment, close your eyes, take a deep breath. <sighs> okay. See if you can connect to some kind of leftover stuff that's in your body. Mm-hmm. And then imagine, uh, imagine there's, imagine you're, okay, so I'm going to give two versions of this. It, okay. It's not very different. For trauma, I imagine, I have you imagine that you're going to trace yourself on a piece of paper. Mm. For sleep, I don't bother with the piece of paper. Okay. So, we'll, so just, just for people to know, for sleep, you can just imagine there's a pencil going around your body. And that'll do the, that'll relax you so much. Um, and also stops you from worrying because as soon as you switch to visual from verbal, your brain turns off into a different, you know, it's just a different thing for your brain. Yeah. Um, but for trauma, I like to do the piece of paper because then we get to see what's inside the outline hmm. uh, that's left over. And okay. there may not be anything for you, who knows? But most of the time, somebody has something to, to kind of release. Yeah. So anyway, so imagine a, a pencil in the left crook of your left side of your body in the crook of your neck. Mm. And then just begin to trace yourself around the top of your head to the other side of your head. Down your neck and shoulder. Down the outside of your arm. Around your pinky and all the other fingers till it gets around to your thumb and then let it go up your arm to your shoulder, down your side, down your hips, down your thigh and knee and your outer calf shin. Around your foot, we're gonna just let it go around your foot even the piece of paper is not obviously Mm-hmm. It's a little more magical, so we can do what we want. <laughs> yep. So, so go around the outside of your foot and your little toe and all the big toe and all around the, uh, the instep, and the heel and up your ankle. Let it go up your knee, your inner thigh, uh, to the base of your spine, and then let it go down the other th- inner thigh, and down your knee down your calf shin area, down your heel, around your big toe, around the rest of the toes and then to the outside of your foot and up through your ankle, up through your calf shin area, up past your knee and your thigh and your hip and your side. To, the, to your armpit, and then down your, down your arm, bicep, tricep, inner elbow, forearm, around your thumb, all your fingers, 
up your up your um, pink, pinky and up your wrist and your arm, up to your shoulder and to the original place. Hmm. And by this point, you should be nice and relaxed. And I'm already feeling a little sleepy myself just from saying it. <laughs> <laughs> and then just imagine getting up from your piece of paper. Hmm. And then look at the outline you just made of yourself. And just see if there's anything inside there hmm. that's not, you know, not outlined. And some people see kind of three-dimensional stuff. Hmm. Some people see color. Do you see anything? I feel as if there's sort of like a darker space over where my heart would be, you know, sort of there. Uh, okay, good. So let that become solid. Let that become something visual. And, and then do some, depending on what it is, mm -hmm. do something that you would do to remove it. I mean, I've had people have kind of like thick stuff that they had to scrape off. I've had people have stuff they could dust bust off. Hmm. Um, kind of whatever works for you to get rid of it is, is what works best. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I could just like scoop it up in my hands. Oh, cool. So do that and just talk. Well, I, would, I don't think you could toss that stuff up in the sun. It's probably not solid enough. Mm -hmm. So just see if you can imagine a fire nearby and just toss it into the fire and let it burn up. Hmm. I actually just imagined that the wind kind of blew it away. Oh, nice. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I always say to people, whatever you, whatever I suggest is not as good as whatever shows up for you. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of the technique. If you do that, I, I've, you, you can do that if you're having trouble sleeping. Yeah. Sometimes I, you might need a second round and you can do that. Well, it's amazing to me. It felt um, somewhat similar to a body scan and yet so different the tracing uh, i don't know just that tracing is very relaxing i guess yeah 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 I, I i created this for a client who was very beginning at like a real beginner at all, everything and mm. like just getting him to learn that he even had anger was yeah. a big deal but he worked in the um he worked as a construction worker and he was used to blueprint paper. So I just decided to create something for him that we could do on blueprint paper to make it more realistic. Oh, cool. And then I was really surprised at, at just how effective it was. And I started using it for other people. And I was like, wow, this is wow. really good. And it became my personal, you know, I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and uh, it's my personal sleep thing. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, I have other sleep techniques, but for me, this is the one. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm. I I occasionally wake up at around two o'clock in the morning, so I will, I will try that. Try this next time. Yeah, usually I just do some, you know, breath counting or something like that. But that this will be a a new thing, a new tool yeah. for my toolbox. That's awesome. I've had times where I've used it and said, there's no way it's going to work. And I fell asleep before I finished. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. It's very, <laughs> very relaxing. So um, thanks, Mahesh. I really appreciate you sharing that technique with us and um, with the listeners. And um, 
yeah, I think that was really cool. Very a nice. I do like the idea of visualization uh, to help us release those sort of stuck places. Yeah, and and one thing I should tell people is that visualization doesn't mean you have to see something. Right. Because my hypnosis teacher, who had run a hypnosis school for like 40 years or something, or 30 years, never saw anything. She had no ability to see, but obviously hypnosis mm. worked really well for her. So if you can hear it or feel it, I, I think feeling sometimes for people is easier. Like with this technique, yeah. uh, when I'm resting, I don't really see the pencil. I just feel the pencil. Yeah, yeah. And, that was um, kind of how it was for me too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, the other thing I, I'd love to share, if, if it's okay with you, mm-hmm. is um, I have a very fast version of a shamanic practice called soul retrieval. Okay. And, um, and I wanted to explain what soul retrieval is. Mm-hmm. Um, because when trauma happens to us, not only do we have leftover feelings that are stuck, we also cut off a part of ourself, a part of our wholeness. If you've ever been around an infant or something, you see this. I have a grandson who's less than a year old, mm-hmm. and um, he has a certain joyfulness that shows up. Yeah, in a way that you know you don't see regular grownups <laughs> <laughs> with. And um, we cut off a part of ourselves to be safe. Yeah, and and a soul retrieval is a way of bringing it back. And there's this long four-hour version that I used to do. Uh, and I found that this is really a, a very powerful way to end a session. Mm. Um, after, Because after you release stuff, there's space mm-hmm. that wants to be filled. Mm. So um, I, I do this a lot in sessions. I don't know. I have something similar to this in, in the book, but I really teach it fully uh, in a course that I'm uh, starting called the uh, one month soul makeover. Yeah. And, um, but I thought, I, I think it's something that, that I wish more people knew about. And, and I, and I've heard that uh, internal family systems has something akin to this, but mm-hmm. um, generally uh, they don't teach you how to do this, this type of thing in, in most therapies. Right. So right. Um, Yeah. So this is very simple. Just picture a beautiful place with a picnic table. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or you could have, or the other way is you had the person holding the fire hose. Mm. Uh, you could have, you could have the person holding the fire, who had the fire hose have a, a present for you in their arms, or it can be on the picnic table. Okay. And then just, just what, what, what's the present look like? Um, it almost looks like a, weirdly it's like a sphere that's wrapped up in like very shiny paper oh lovely so uh rip it open okay and see what it is okay it's kind of just a glowing orb lovely i i I get a lot of those (laughs) (laughs) although they're not usually usually it's light it's not like a a physical thing that's that that's shaped like so that's really cool Hmm. and um Ask the glowing orb if it's willing to be a part of you. Well, you can ask it what it represents first. You may or may not get an answer to that question. Yeah, I don't know what it represents, but yeah. it, it is willing to be a part of me. Okay, great. And ask yourself, are you willing to have it be a part of you? Yes, I am. 
Okay, and then ask it what it needs uh, to be to stay with you forever. And you may or may not get an answer to this. It just wants me to know that it's there to stay uh, with me. Well, that's lovely. And then just notice where in your body it belongs. Hmm. I would say it's in my chest where I took yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's usually where it goes anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it goes to the throat or the, or the belly, but 90% of the time it seems like it's the heart. Mm. So just put it in. Hmm. It feels nice. Yeah, so let that, that feeling spread through your whole body or take as much time as you're comfortable with in terms of radio time, <laughs> podcast time. Yep. Yep. No, that feels good. Yes. Okay. Good. So, yeah. yeah so th- that's, that's kind of my version of mm. a very, tr- very complicated process that I, I tend to, I tend to speed things up to the, the cream of the crop. Yeah. And, and, I mean, everybody recognizes a birthday present, you know, a present. It's either, it looks like a Christmas present or a birthday present. Right. But we all, and, and the interesting thing is people get all kinds of things and they, they get things that have some kind of meaning to them mm. or they get things that have some kind of symbolic value where there's maybe a pun hmm. involved with what it is, just like in dream interpretation. Yeah. But, but sometimes the best thing that ever, I mean, when this works at its best sometimes, I mean, it works really well for everybody, but mm-hmm. when somebody asked what, do, when, when you, I had a client who, um, who got rubies. Oh, wow. And um, I had her ask, what, what does it need to, to stay with you for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. And the ruby said to her, you need to allow love in. And I mm-hmm. said, are you willing to do that? And she said, no. <laughs> and um, she had been detre- depressed for 20 years because, well, first she had an abusive first husband, and mm-hmm. then her second husband, the love of her life, had been uh, shot at work by a coworker. Oh, gosh. And um, she shut down that part of her, that trauma. Yeah. Shut down the part of her that le- allowed love in. So we did this piece of work. Hmm. Um, and I had her come in. She she wasn't doing her homework. And I said, "Love, you're not remembering to do your homework. Come twice this week, because mm-hmm. you know if you come twice, you'll remember." <laughs> <laughs> so I, normally I don't have people come that often. And um, she came back. She said her son didn't recognize her. She was so different. She, her depression had completely left her. Wow. Because she brought back this energy that she mm-hmm. had been cutting off. Hmm. And so, I mean, the soul retrieval is kind of, or, or is kind of perfect mm-hmm. for ending this. We do so much work releasing stuff in therapy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so this is a really, I don't use it 100% of the time, mm-hmm. but I use it 75% of the time, probably. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for me, it's this great way. And, and anybody could do it any time. Yeah, and and there are times. I mean, the, the, a soul retrieval is perfect when you feel like there there's this emptiness inside you. You know, I I, I felt empty ever since my relationship ended. Or I felt empty ever since when mm-hmm. I you know, um, 
Yeah. I lost the job or, or if I feel empty at any given moment, I mean, because sometimes it's, there's like a, you feel like a dryness inside you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is, this is. Yeah. A way to bring back some of the, yeah. Life force. Yeah. 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 Your wholeness. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, and I like that it, it allows for, yeah, as much or as little information as you are able to let in in that moment. Yeah, and sometimes you don't need information. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Sometimes you just need energy. Yeah. I mean, my theory about all this stuff is like trauma is stuck energy mm. that just wants to see the light of day. Yeah. And it doesn't take much. It, it all. It, I mean, the fire hose technique is acknowledging the energy that's stuck. Mm-hmm. And so each little piece of it comes out, you know, as the water streams through, those pieces of energy are all being acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. Without any verbal understanding of what there is. Right. It doesn't have to be this retelling of these horrific or whatever. whatever yeah. 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 And, and sometimes, sometimes uh, I have a couple of sentences I use with people, which, uh, to, to kind of exacerbate what's going on inside enough so that they can, feel it to release it. Mm-hmm. And, and the sentences um, are either, well, first you address the person, usually mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And um, the sentences are fill in the blank. Either I want you to, I wanted you to blank, mm. or I, wanted, I didn't want you to blank. Right, right. Or I wish you hadn't blank. Mm-hmm. And um, that pretty much covers the gamut. <laughs> and and some of the feelings show up that way and some of the connection to the stuff yeah. and um it just gives it, you the opportunity to release what's what was there yeah 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 and i think the the thing that people don't understand is they're not dealing with their real parents they're dealing with this internalized parent that they've been carrying around right. since they were three years old or five years old or whatever that that is still running how they do things <laughs> And so people get really terrified because uh, I, I encourage the F word to <laughs> allow anger. And, and, and it's not like using, um, I don't have people yell or scream. It's not necessary, but there's like, I try to say, you know, you know, F you mom, you should, in the, I always encourage people to use like the deepest part of their voice, mm-hmm. the lowest pitch they can manage a few mom, you shouldn't have made me blank, you know, or yeah. I just didn't want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and at first, there's some people who are like, I would never say that to my mother. I said, don't worry about it. You're not <laughs> saying that to your mother. You're saying that to a part of yourself. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, I could see how that could open some of the, or allow some of that energy to start yes, flowing for yeah, sure. And, the, and so we go from that to we to the to the place of releasing the energy, and it's really nice too because I came up through you know primal scream type of stuff where, where you yelled and you pounded and you did all these things, and I was hoarse three days a week <laughs> after therapy sessions, and and um, yeah, and I don't think it, I don't actually think doing it. Fit, I mean, there's there's a time for that. I think I've noticed that once in a while I wind up yelling in my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a particular piece of work, not very often, maybe every six months. Yeah. But but generally, this stuff releases it really well. And and people have all kinds of experiences. People have told me 
that working they, they've had it's like mescaline without the mescaline <laughs> um, because you're opening up to your subconscious yeah yeah and, no. and you're getting your messages and every all the techniques i work with almost all of them tend to be about let's connect to the subconscious because it's really the story of what happened to you versus the the subconscious it has the real information that wants to come out and be released and healed yeah for sure and and you get to the point where you can tell the story it's something that happened to you but that doesn't affect you yeah no i i agree i 100 percent agree yeah so if there were something that you could share with your younger self that you now have wisdom about, what would that be? It's all okay. Mm. You, you've always, you always are and always exactly the way you're supposed to be. Oh, I love that. I love that. So Mahesh, how do people find your book? How do they find you if they want to work with you? Well, the you? book the book is at one month sorry one minute anxiety solution dot com anxiety solution dot com. They can contact me at berkeleyhypnosis dot com. Awesome. Uh, and uh, I have a Facebook group called Joy in One Minute. Oh, cool. And um, I will. Yeah. yeah, I'll include all the links to those in the show notes and uh, make sure people can find you and find your book and maybe your course too, right? Yeah. Yes. And the, 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 course, the book leads up to the course. The course is not there yet. It, well, it depends. I don't know when this is airing. Yeah. But, it'll uh, be, yeah. Yeah. But it, 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 that would be where they'd find it. Yes. Well, well, they'll find the book. The course will be at uh, the one month soul makeover. Not the one month soul makeover.com. But cool. but the book is really important because it I mean the tech there's just so many techniques yeah that, that the course the book will lead to the course very cool awesome well thank you thank you thank you for taking some time to talk to us today and I appreciate your guiding me through some of those techniques that was that was really great I'm glad I, I enjoyed this very much all right thanks Mahesh thanks. I really enjoyed that conversation with Mahesh about trauma and anxiety and the energy that gets stored in our bodies and how to release it. That tracing technique, I don't know if you listeners did that along with me as he was guiding us through that, guiding me through that, but I felt incredibly relaxed. I could feel just the sensation of the pencil, which is what I pictured, the pencil tracing my body. And yeah, uh, surprisingly, um, a very energetic relaxation, if that makes sense. Like my body was feeling, uh, almost like it was buzzing. Um, So I know for me, that's when I'm feeling truly relaxed is there's this sort of buzzing, comfortable buzzing place that I go. So there you go. 
I hope that you enjoyed uh, or had some takeaways for yourself if you participated in any of the visualizations or just uh, hearing us talking about trauma and energy and how to release it. So check out Mahesh's book if that interests you. Uh, And I will include all of the links to his resources in the show notes. So take care of yourselves, tune into your body, find ways to release your energy this week. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.